Anna. I'm Riley. This is Ill-Advised Stories. Written by my dad. It's my dad too! <laughs> Can we have our allowance now? Paco the Parrot. No matter what you've heard, no matter what that bird said, I want to assure you I am not a thief. I had no intention of keeping him, especially after I got to know Mr. Bossy Beak a little better. Officially, Paco the Parrot belonged to Mrs. Cobblepot, our next-door neighbor, though I'm not sure that bird could really belong to anyone. At indoor soccer practice, I was still getting over my first encounter with him, shaking bird feet out of my collar when Kamaria, the new girl on our team, sat next to me. I must have been talking to myself, rage-mumbling. Why would someone want all those birds? Why do I gotta take care of them, squawking and chirping and yelling at me? And where are my sisters? They should be helping. Kamaria interrupted my tirade by asking, Does she have any parrots? I looked at her in surprise. She was an awesome soccer player, though she'd never played indoor before. They didn't have it where she came from. I must have been really distracted if I didn't notice her, because I always noticed Kamaria. I was tying up my cleats when I answered her. Yeah, she's got a parrot. A big one, too, with a mouth on him. I'd only talked to Kamaria a few times. I was what you might call a quiet kid, and she was what you might call a pretty girl. I was still in such a tizzy after leaving Mrs. Cobblepots that I wasn't thinking about what I was saying or who I was grumbling to. We lived close to the indoor soccer place, but one of my sisters was supposed to walk with me because it was on a main road. They never did. They'd go to the top of our street, out of my mom's sight, and say, You'll be fine. Then they'd send me on my way. The coach once said to me early in the season, Tell your parents this isn't a drop-in activity. I wanted to keep playing, so I didn't bring the message to my mom. And wherever my dad was, I don't think he cared about my soccer practice. Instead, I tried to call as little attention to myself as possible. I love parrots, Kamaria said. Really? I asked. I wasn't going to tell her what Paco had said to me right before he started pelting me with his food pellets. I knew some parrots could talk, but it was still a surprise when a bird starts yelling at you. And the things he was calling me, well, it was just rude. I'd tell you, but I don't want to get in trouble for repeating it. Turns out he wasn't using that word the way my sisters do. It took me a while to figure out that he was asking for something Mrs. Cobblepot kept in the fridge, not calling me a name. I guess I've said it enough times for you to guess. But just in case, I'll tell you once. It's silly, but little hot dogs are called cocktail wieners. Only Paco left out the cocktail part. Yes, that's right. The bird started squawking at me. Little wiener? Little wiener? Little wiener? It was upsetting, as I'm sure you can imagine. From here on out, if I have to, I'll try to say mini hot dogs. Oh, by the way, he said it clearly. There was never a chance that he was calling me a little winner or something like that. His voice was sharp as a bell. And yes, that's right, Paco the parrot loved those mini hot dogs. Somehow, it never occurred to me that birds might eat meat. I'm sure that won't give me nightmares or anything. Apparently, Paco will eat anything but birdseed. According to him, that was for throwing at me. They're so colorful and some of them can talk and sing, Kamaria said. Oh, I'm aware of the talking, and if he was singing, I couldn't tell over all that screeching. I shivered a little, remembering. Kamaria laughed. (laughs) I still wish I could meet him. Maybe he'd like you better, and there'd be less bird feed pelting. You wouldn't think he'd be able to throw it so hard with his beak. I found a little more in my collar. Yeah, maybe. Animals do tend to like me. Though, I don't know about birds. 
Kamari said. We could find out after practice if you want. I've got the keys. By ourselves? She asked. It's not far from here. In fact, it's on my way home. Kamaria looked over to the sideline where her dad was standing. He was easy to find because he was a big dude. There's no way my dad would let me. He's always in a hurry to get home after practice. Besides, aren't your parents expecting you? Nah, my sisters are supposed to watch me in the afternoon. But they really don't care what happens to me. Well, I care what happens to you. Hopefully there won't be any more pelting. Yeah, hopefully, I said following her onto the field. To say Mrs. Cobblepot was a bird lady would be an understatement. She was old and she had no family, at least none without feathers. At one time, the way I understand it, she had a husband. They had a hobby that turned into an obsession when the husband died. Mrs. Cobblepot went from a few pets to a house filled with bird cages. They were in her living room, in her bedroom, in her spare room, and in her kitchen. There was even a cage in her bathroom. My mother worried about Mrs. Cobblepot, so on a regular basis she went over and checked on her. Sometimes she even made her dinner and had me or one of my sisters bring it to her. I have three older sisters, by the way. They knew I didn't like going to Mrs. Cobblepot's, not when she was there, and even less when she left for the hospital. That happened the other night. An ambulance and a fire truck showed up. The next day, my mother told me Mrs. Cobblepot would be gone for a while. So guess whose job it was to feed all those birds? Whenever I went over there before, I wouldn't go past the front door. I didn't care for all the squawking and chirping. I know some people think it's nice listening to birds, but I'm not one of those people. I've already got sisters, and they make enough noise. There were so many of them, and some, guess who, were kind of mean. Again, I'm talking about the birds. I suppose I should set the scene. See, right after school, but right before soccer practice, my mom asked me to go over and check on the animals. She'd written instructions down on a note that she left on the counter, along with the key. She was still at work. I asked my sister if one of them would go with me. Of course they said no. Like I said, I'd been to Miss Cobblepot's before, but staying at the door was not an option this time. As soon as I walked in, the birds saw me, and the squawking and chirping began. It hit me like a wall of sound. There were parakeets, canaries, and finches of all different colors. It was hot in the house, too. It was winter, so everyone had their heat going, but Mrs. Cobblepot's house was nearly tropical. I took my coat off and put it on the couch, but I was still sweating. Then I took the trash can out of the kitchen and started the gruesome task of cleaning the bird cages. Mrs. Cobblepot didn't get around that great, so I think she'd been letting this go for a while. I had to slide each tray out from under the cages and roll up the nasty poop-stained paper in them. Picture your parents' windshield when they park under a tree. That's what this paper looked like. Some of it was sticky, too. I used a spatula to chip the tiny pieces away. We're going to have to buy Miss Cobblepot a new one, because this one's days of flipping pancakes was over. I went through the cages in the living room, then the ones in the bedroom. Finally, I got to the small one in the bathroom. When I came back out to the living room with its old patched furniture, I couldn't help noticing that a closet light was on, and I swear I could hear someone calling me. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time because it's a direct quote. I heard someone calling out, Little wiener? I assumed they were talking to me, because as I said, that's what my sisters call me, though it was usually more like, You little wiener. I hadn't even seen the closet when I came in the room. It was all the way in the corner, and it had been dark before. The closet door had six glass panes, so you could see right in. I came around the couch and saw Paco for the first time. Turns out the space was no longer a closet. It was Paco's bedroom. 
he had turned the light on himself with a pool cord. I have to admit, he was a cool-looking bird with green and yellow feathers and a red-tipped tail. He turned his head, glancing at me with one eye. Hi, I said, waving to him. He raised his claw foot and waved back, which was surprising. Then he called, Little Wiener? What'd you say, I asked? Little Wiener? Little Wiener? Little Wiener? Squawk! Hey, that's rude, I said, going to the door. I looked down, seeing more dirty newspapers. Paco had a perch on a stand right in the middle of the closet. I'd have to move it to clean under him. I went and grabbed the trash can first. That's when he really started squawking. Every other bird in the house was making noise, but Paco was the loudest. Walk! Walk! He screamed, while occasionally calling for many hot dogs by a different name. I opened the closet door. I don't know if you've ever been face-to-face -face with a bird that was over a foot long, but after spending the afternoon with finches and canaries, Paco's size was impressive. I thought about moving him off the perch, but decided not to. Instead, I tried moving the entire stand. Paco wasn't having it. He had a little plastic food tray next to him with seed in it. He expressed his displeasure by taking that food in his beak and flinging it at me. A shower of tiny seeds thrown at surprising speed pelted me. He could really whip them. I suppose if I was taller, like an adult, it would have bounced off my chest. But I'm just a kid, so most of it ended up in my hair. Paco jumped off the perch and landed on the couch. He ran along the back, digging his claws into the headrest. I knew why it was so patched up now. Then he jumped to the floor, turned the corner, and disappeared into the kitchen. The way he plummeted made me assume that he didn't fly. As we'll learn later, this wasn't true. I followed him. He was at the fridge, calling me a mini hot dog again, while screeching in between. Then he started banging his beak on the door. I'm not completely dumb, so eventually I did figure out that he wanted something in the fridge. I opened the door, and Paco bounced into it, landing on a shelf. He grabbed a pack of tiny hot dogs and ran off with them. Now, I don't know much about birds, but letting your parrot eat an entire pack of mini hot dogs was probably not a good idea. I chased him as he ran awkwardly down the hall. Paco was fast, even with hot dogs hanging from his beak. Luckily, it was a sealed package. He was having trouble getting into it while running from me. He ducked under Mrs. Cobblepot's bed, squeezing between the shoes and boxes. I lay on the floor reaching for him while the birds around me chirped and squawked. He was all the way on the other side, so I had to get up and climb over the bed. Now, as I've said, Mrs. Cobblepot didn't get around that well, so her house wasn't the cleanest. She didn't make her bed or clean up her tissues or put away her medicines. There was stuff everywhere, and as I chased this bird, I was knocking down nearly all of it. After I squeezed down behind the bed, Paco bolted for the door, hot dogs still in his beak. He ducked around the open fridge and found himself in the corner of the kitchen. I closed the fridge, coming slowly towards him. All right, buddy, put it down. He squawked some more, lifting his wings and making himself look good. I don't want any trouble, I said. I really didn't. His wings were huge. He put the hot dogs down so he could scream at me a little louder. If I'd gone in with my hand, I probably would have lost a finger. But remember, this bird was dealing with a soccer player. I planted my front foot, and while he tapped at my sneaker, I used my instep on the other foot to lob the hot dogs in the air, where I caught them. It's hard to read the expression on a bird's face, but I think Paco was a little impressed. Of course, all I got from him was a head tilt and him saying, Little wiener? Fine, I said, opening the package and tossing him one. 
He caught it out of the air, and I put the rest back in the fridge. He followed me to his closet. It took me a while to clean the floor and put down the newspapers. Meanwhile, he sat on the back of the couch, yelling at me. At first, I wasn't sure what he was saying, as I chipped away at the used paper. But then I figured it out. He was squawking, in a sing-song sort of way. Maybe Mrs. Cobblepot found this endearing, but I felt harassed by this feathery boss. Every once in a while, he called for a hot dog again, but I ignored him. When I was done and the closet was clean with fresh water and bird feed, I picked him up and put him back on his perch. Amazingly, he let me. He didn't try to bite me or anything like that, and he was finally quiet. You good, I asked. Paco answered by flinging more of his food at me and screaming again. Little wiener? I knew what he wanted, but I still had a hard time not taking it personal. I went to the fridge and got him the requested food. Then I left, going to practice. That pretty much brings us up to where we started, playing soccer with Camaria. We chatted a little each time there was a break in play. She asked me all sorts of questions about Paco, including... Does he fly? I didn't see him fly. He runs fast, though. He'd probably make a good soccer player, I said. They probably had his wings clipped. Lots of people do that so the bird can't fly away. In the islands, they'll even keep them out in resorts and stuff, right there in the middle of everyone. The trainers just put them on their shoulders like they're pirates or something. It's safe to do that? They don't try to scratch out their eyes or nothing? I asked as an idea entered my head. No, parrots aren't aggressive. I thought about the way Paco had let me pick him up. I really wish I could meet him, Kamaria said. Well, the offer still stands. We could check him out tomorrow before practice, I said. We both looked over at her dad, who was glancing down at his watch. Practice was winding down. I don't think that's going to happen. Right then was when I had the worst idea of my ten-year-old life. Before I get any further and tell you what happened the next day, I want to let you know that it was close, but I didn't get kicked off the soccer team. My coach took pity on me. My mom, on the other hand, didn't. She grounded me for a month. No TV and no video games. But the good news is that my sisters got in trouble too. See, like I said, they were supposed to walk me to practice. And if they had, they would have noticed I had a parrot under my jacket. Paco was a big bird, so he was hard to miss. You might ask how I kept him quiet during that walk. Many hot dogs, of course. Brilliant, right? What I should have asked myself is what I was going to do when I ran out of them. Let me set the scene for you. The place where we played indoor soccer was a huge warehouse with great big tall ceilings. There were six fields on either side of a walkway, and then there was an area above the walkway where parents could watch us play. They had a bar up there too, but it was always closed when we were playing. There was a little wall between the field and the benches where we put on our cleats. This was where I introduced Kamaria to Paco. He peeked out from under my coat. He hadn't cared for the cold outside. Kamaria was so thrilled. Her smile was magical as she looked at the bird. Oh my goodness, what's your name? She asked. Paco looked at me for a second. Go ahead, I said, realizing for the first time I didn't know his name either. Paco? He answered. Kamaria laughed. Oh, he's so cute. Little wiener? I took a mini hot dog out of my pocket and handed it to him. Are you supposed to be feeding him those? Kamari asked. I don't know, but he sure seems to like them. I'd kept him quiet going up the street and into the soccer fields by giving him one after the other. I was lucky I didn't run into any actual dogs. I don't know what they'd do to a parrot or a kid that smelled like lunch meat. I pulled the whole bag out of my pocket. That's when I realized it was empty. Then I made the mistake of telling the bird, Last one. 
Paco got upset. I'm not sure why he started calling me thief if he thought I'd stolen the last of the hot dogs or if he thought, which isn't the truth, I'd stolen him. But it got everyone's attention. He jumped onto the little wall and started shouting, thief, thief. I tried grabbing him, but like I said, Paco was fast. He got onto the soccer field and started running. Everyone looked down in surprise, seeing a little green blur shoot past them, screaming at the top of its lungs, thief, thief. For some reason, he was heading for the goal. I thought he'd be trapped there by the net, but I was wrong. A parrot is actually smaller than a soccer ball. He went right through the netting. Then he started climbing, getting on the crossbars. I called while running. Paco, come on, buddy. Come down to me. Paco looked at me. That's when I learned something about Paco. He did not have his wings clipped. In fact, he was more than capable of flying. He spread his wings and took to the air, going up higher and higher into the rafters. A lot happened after this. Camaria came over, then the coach, then the manager for the indoor soccer place. Then at some point, someone called the fire department. I'm not sure what they were supposed to do. Then animal control came. Eventually, someone got a hold of my mom as well, which finally led to a solution. I think I was on my coach's cell phone. I was surrounded by adults. None of them looked very happy with me. Well, no, that's not true. The firefighters seemed amused, though they tried to look serious. But all the other adults, including my coach, were annoyed. All of them had listened to my story about how I wanted to show Kamaria the bird. Her father had come over, too. He was the scariest out of all of them. My mom listened on the phone as I repeated the story again. She was mad, but she was the only one who asked if I was all right. Most people don't think to ask that when you do something incredibly stupid. But she was my mom, and she cared a little bit more. I'll be okay, Mom, and I think I can fix this, but I need one thing, I said. The adults were still debating over how to get Paco to come down. What is it? What do you need? She asked. I don't think I have to say it. I'm sure you can guess why my mom had to stop at the grocery store, and why a little while later I was standing in the middle of a soccer field and waving a mini hot dog above my head. Hey guys, this is Anna. And this is Riley. Our dad felt weird about reading a Valentine's story with anyone but mom, so he's letting us do this part instead. He did almost no research on feeding birds, so whatever you do, don't give them cocktail wieners. He just thought it was funny. Also, he said that part of Paco's story came from his job as a firefighter. It brought him into a house just like Miss Cobblepot's, with more birds than you could ever count. Now, this part is important. He wants you to know that he likes parrots a lot, but he could never get one because our mom would never let him. In fact, the only birds he's ever had an argument with was a pelican. One bit him in Mexico. If you like the art he does for these stories, you can see some of his sketches on Instagram. He's at P-O-D-N-R-I. Or just follow the link from Ilvi's Stories website. Very soon, he'll be putting up little cartoons there, starring Sparky and Spazoid. Who are they, you might ask? Well, they're the stars of his new book, coming out this summer. Don't worry, if you listen to the podcast, you'll find out all about them. Because starting in August, he's going to be reading the whole book. With a new chapter coming out weekly. Probably. Maybe. That's the plan, anyway. By the way, Spazoid, who is a giant grumpy robot, doesn't like birds. You wouldn't either if you'd flown through a whole flock of them. Spazoid doesn't like much, actually, but that's part of his charm. Next month will be the release of Larry the Leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day, with some bonus material at the end. 
If you want to get in an Irish sort of mood, you can read The Curse of Purgatory Cove, our dad's novel. The pirate in it is Irish, and so are most of the legends in it. The music for this podcast was provided by Kevin McLeod. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening! listening.